0: I hope that was our agenda tonight, to come worship. That's, uh shouldn't be any other reason why you're here. It's failed my lot tonight. Brother Darrell um, texted me yesterday and said he was sick, but he was still going to try to come, so I started praying fervently for Brother Daryl. <laughs> so, for some reason, but, uh, the Lord didn't want Brother Daryl to get well yet, so... And I'll just be honest with you, I can't carry that guy's notes, so you're stuck with me. All right. So, as you know know by now, I don't try to act like anybody, I don't try to be anybody, I try to be what God made me. So, um, before I go into, uh, I had a note here, Brother Darrell texted me. Before I came out. Uh, Brother Burley Williams had an accident with a nail gun, had a nail gun stuck in his eye. So um, we need to be praying for that. We want to give praise to the Lord for touching Sister Sister May earlier. Could have been a whole lot worse than what it turned out to be. So um, we'll read the word and then we'll go, go into prayer. If you have your Bibles, could turn to Ephesians, Ephesians uh, 6. We're going to read verses 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for another time, Lord, to come to sit around Your Word. Lord, another, another time, as it were, Father, to tighten our armor, to prepare ourselves, Lord, because when we walk out, Lord, we're going to be in another battle. Lord, we heard it so many times that Satan is a worthy adversary, but so are we. Do we ever look at that? the life, the spiritual life that runs through us as his bride we are more than a worthy adversary of anything that Satan brings against us Lord you know I'm nervous Lord I'm I'm fine until I get into the back room and then you feel the presence and then with that comes the responsibility of delivering the word Lord Father to the Queen of Heaven Lord, I would I have no agenda of my own. I have no desire to make anybody look bad or anybody look small. Lord, I ask for your blessings tonight, Lord. Lord, we receive your blessings gladly. But Lord, if it's correction, help us to receive it in the same spirit as we receive blessings. I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for Brother Burley. Lord, we know you're the mighty healer. We know Brother Burley believes in you as the mighty healer father pray that you would touch him lord we give you praise for touching sister may today lord and the situation she was in father we know it could have been a whole lot worse and your hand touched her lord we're so grateful the needs that are among us lord the hands that were raised earlier the thoughts urgency of each need lord we thank you for and we welcome you in jesus name amen you can be seated So tonight I'd like to try to, if I can, expose your enemy to you a little bit more. I've titled this, Knowing Your Enemy and His Tactics. I did a sermon here about a month or so ago for the young people. I titled it, Putting Off Saul's Armor, where David, Saul tried to give David his armor, and David... He said, this hasn't been proven, and he put it off. And just studying that is, for some reason, I took a tangent and come up with this, knowing your enemy and his tactics. And Brother Branham said a total deliverance in 59. He said, if we will completely deliver ourselves into his hand, then God can live in us. Christ, the hope of glory, he can reflect himself from us as we get ourselves out of the way. We're our worst enemy. Yeah there's you, you this human flesh that's what Satan attacks every day of your life that's what he battles and when we we uh, look at the different tactics that he uses and we'll get into those as we go we realize that's just uh, it's us that we're fighting so much against right. we're allowing the tactics of the devil and we we'll make and the tactics the devil uses on us we end up fighting ourselves <coughs> He says, he can reflect himself from us if we get ourselves out of the way, then our thoughts are his thoughts. Could you imagine Christ smoking a cigar? Could you imagine Christ drinking or playing cards? Then if your spirit is part of his spirit, he wants it to be on your confession. But you permit the devil to come in and take over. And all the time in your heart, way down deep, you know you're wrong when you do these things. And when one member would talk against the other member, you know that's wrong. he says you are commanded you're an army right you're a warrior right you've got a command you are commanded to pray for one another that's a command that's marching orders that's general orders standard operating procedures is what we call them you're commanded to pray for one another not to talk against one another but to love one another I want you to look at when we read the uh, inver- the verse there in Ephesians, verse 11, he says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles is the meaning that Young's uses in that is fraud. It's deceit. Craftiness. Subtility. That's how we, that's how we got Eve in the garden. Cunning. That's what the, the sneakiness of the devil. The craftiness. That's what gets us. As I've said, behind this pulpit a hundred times and a hundred other pulpits, Satan knows, if you got the Holy Ghost, if you got the Holy Ghost, devil knows it. He knows that life. He's met it before. And so he knows. So he's not going to come up you and tell you this message is wrong. He knows he can't convince you of that. He's not going to do that way. So what's he going to do? He's going to, he's going to put little things in your life that you think ain't wrong. Things that you might even try to justify yourself with. Part of it is knowing your enemy. Back in the 500 B.C., General Sun Tzu was a great Chinese general. Never lost a battle. If you know the enemy and you know yourself in a hundred battles, you will never be in peril. When you are ignorant of the enemy, but know yourself, your chances of winning or losing are equal. If you're ignorant of both, your enemy and yourself, you are certain in every battle to be in peril. So tonight... Hopefully we can look at the tactics that your enemy uses. Now, when I study this stuff, I get beat up. And then I get it again when I preach up here. So I don't never leave people hurting, though. I, don't, I try to pick myself up at the end as well. Donnie said it a hundred times. If you're going to use correction, put some salve on the end of it. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, I'm not here to step on toes. The Lord gave me this. If you've got a problem with it, we'll find his email, and you can send him one. <laughs> because I've deleted my emails. So. <laughs> so looking at this. We know the enemy leader, you look at your hand. We know he's Satan. We know Satan, and then the, we know the enemy has allies. You know, Brother Brandon, we talked about how Satan cannot put him, he's not omnipotent like God is. He cannot be everywhere at one time like God can be. But what happened? 200 million demons were loosed out of the Euphrates River. Demons that were cast out of heaven, angels that were cast out of heaven. He's got a- allies every place. He can, be, he can have them anywhere but where does he have them mostly? Right here. Yeah, right. When you get up in the morning, they're waiting on you. When you go to work, they're waiting on you. Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes we got to realize that we're able to fight back. Sometimes we don't realize that. I don't mean to sound carnal, uh, carnal, sorry. But who knows who Mike Tyson is? Anybody know what his, one of his most famous quotes is? Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. You got a plan. The devil has a plan against you. It's time we punched him in the mouth. He has a plan. He uses strategy. So we know that Satan is, is the enemy leader. Satan has his allies. We know the enemy is spiritual. And he's out to destroy you. Let's continue with our quote. If someone is down, let's pick him up. Now that makes us a unified group of believers. When we don't obey that, then we don't obey God and we displease God. Therefore, our church, our people cannot prosper. The church cannot go on because we are are disunified together. As Jesus said, a little uh, leaven leavens the, the lump. Satan has a battle plan and it evolves you. It evolves us. And what Brother Branham is saying here, he comes in and he he creates division. He creates things in our life against one another. What Brother Branham said in harvest time, what did he do? He divided the church. Who was the church? Eve. He said Eve was the first church. He causes division. That's his job. He he don't care if he goes down here and divides the, the denominations. That's not his job. He's already been given that. He don't have to waste his time on that. So what he wants is to to get in here. Anything that God has, he wants, and he has you. So he wants you. So he's not just haphazardly coming to your life, trying to grab this from you, trying to grab that from you. There's little things. He knows our spirit. He knows our attitude. He knows our personality. He knows what makes us tick. He knows your life better than you know your life. So we look at what what, what brother Branham's saying here is. He comes in amongst the believers and puts divisions in amongst amongst the believers and amongst the church. What what is that? Sometimes it might be spiritual. Some, might be somebody might disagree with the pastor. You might not like the way so and so dresses. You might not. You think maybe their their shoes are, their heels are too high. Their dress is too short. Their hair is too long. I don't like the way the song leader does. I don't like the way the piano player, the the organ player does. I don't don't like all that. And so you take that attitude, and what you've done, you've planted a seed. Satan's going to water it. He uses the same methods that God uses. When that seed of life was put in you, what did God do? He watered it. That's so why Brother Branham called it the root of bitterness. Why does it grow? Because it's watered. Right. So we get divisions amongst one another. We get problems. Disagree. So what do we do? Satan's going to make sure that you're going to go talk about that person. You're going to go run them down. It's wrong any way you look at it. I don't care. You know, it, it's wrong. It's of the devil. I've got a quote in here, where Brother Branham says there's only two forces of work, at work. It's not you and God and Satan. It's God and Satan. Right. So the choice that you made, it's either of God or if it's of the devil. Right. It's not you. Right. So when you decided to go run this person down, you, but what does the Bible say when you got an odd against somebody? You go to them. You go to them. I got another quote in here that Brother Branham said, you go to them, put your arm around them, tell them how you love them. So you have an odd against somebody. Satan don't stop there. He's going to make sure you call your buddy, and before long, you got half the church having all against that person. Who's that on? God, you, Satan. It's 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 it is what it is. You know, another tactic that he uses, he tries to make you justify your actions. I did this because they did that. He tries to make you think because they did you wrong, you're justified. Amen. That's not the word. Right. Right. There's no way to twist up, if you have an ought against somebody, go put your arm around them and tell them you love them. There's no way to twist that up until I'm justified in talking about them. I'm justified in doing what I did because they done this to me. That they done that. Listen, God is coming after a body, a unified body that has nothing but godly love one for another. And don't don't throw the, the the quote at me that Brother Branham said. Well, you can you can uh, not like to be around somebody. You, that don't mean you got to talk about them. Right, right. That don't mean you got to run them down. That you got to bash them. Right, That's not what he's talking about. There's people I don't like to be around. There's probably a million people don't like to be around me. Long as God's around me and my wife don't move out, I'm good. <laughs> She wants to sometimes. I can't blame her. But see, we take that quote. You know, I can't stand this person. I don't like this. You know, Brother Branham said that you don't. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to love it. You you can love everybody, but you don't have to like everybody. There comes a lot that comes along with that love. When he said you should love everybody, just because you don't want to be around one, you know. Every church has them. When you've got bigger church, you've got groups that they are friends. They grew up together. Hey, it is what it is. You know, we preach against cliques all the time. They're going to have them. Hopefully we get out of them. But you got them. Happy Valley cliques. we got them. His plan is to take anything that God has and destroy it. His attack on Eve was so subtle. She didn't know what he was doing. She thought he was a concerned citizen, was trying to help her out. You don't know everything, and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help. He told her exactly what God told her and added three letters. God said, You shall surely die. He said, You shall surely not die. Three letters. That's all it took. And here we are because she listened to three little letters. N-O-T, not. You shall not die. She killed the whole human race. You think that when Satan did that, he saw the entire race f- f- fail. He thought, you know what, this is a great tactic. I'm going to keep using this. He's using it today. He's still using it. He don't change his tactics. It's up here. What Brother Branham said, she did. She reasoned. She reasoned with the Word of God. Why do you think we have so many people quitting today? Just quitting the message, just hanging it up. I'm done. And we're at the door. We're right at the door. I've had denominational people tell me they, they they don't understand the Seventh Day Messenger, but they read the Bible and they say, Joe, we're at the end time. How much more of a clear vision should we have? And then here we are at the very end and you got people saying, forget it, I'm done. It proves they didn't have the Holy Ghost to begin with. Because it doesn't matter. And I want you to listen to this. If you don't get anything that I say tonight, please get this. If you get stepped on tonight, your toes get stepped on as mine are, it doesn't mean you do not have the Holy Ghost. If Satan's bothering you, if Satan is fighting you day in and day out, you probably do. Have the Holy Ghost. Cuz that's what he's after. It's not you. He don't care what you don't care nothing about you. Do you realize Satan would rather torment you than kill you? Yeah. Cuz if Satan kills you, that's a free pass into eternity. Now he can't torment you no more. He loves the torment. So realize We're in a battle. And just because we fall, listen, we get weary sometimes. Fighting the devil day in, day out in Laodicea. It's a battle. And we get weary. We get beat down. And sometimes our armor gets loose, Brother Rob. It gets loose. And we get a little revealed spot in our armor that Satan takes a punch at. He's going to do it. But what do we do here? We come in and we hear messages just like this so we can tighten it up. Close those places up. Saying, you know, I might preach tonight and not preach on you one bit. Praise the Lord. Tell me afterwards how you did it. Because I want to know. I want to know. Because I I get weary. I, I get tired, I'm telling you. I can't wait. But I'll never get so tired where I hang it up. I'll never get so tired. I'll fight Him. If I have to crawl my hands and knees, I'll fight. Amen, amen, I don't care what it looks like. Amen, do it. I don't care how... I'm, I'm not, I got no pride. Ain't no pride. The yeah. only thing I'm proud of is who my, who my eternal Father is. Yeah. I'm proud that He can live out in me because that's the only thing that's keeping us going. Yeah. <clears throat> Brother Branham said, the church and its condition. You know, the first sin started of a person turning aside just for a minute. We heard that the other night when Brother Donnie preached to him, Lot's wife. She turned aside for one minute. Do you know that? The Bible said so. Eve turned aside just a moment to hear what Satan had to say. He painted a picture so pretty to her, she actually thought it was the truth. And she listened to him. We've had that so much in the last three, four, five years. You're hearing people. The Satan is whispering to these. You know, Brother Branham. You know, they got to show anything about the bridge. They don't show anything about this. They got no proof of this. They got no proof of that. Satan whispering to them, just like Eve, they believed it. Yeah, We've been following a false prophet all along. come on, come on. That's what they said. Following a false prophet. Why? They failed to believe. These were the, some of these people were the, were the people that believed that Brother Branham never made a mistake. And then Satan come whispering all his little mistakes to them. And then they believed it. Same thing he did to Eve, the same tactic. She listened to him. The only thing Satan wants you to do is just turn aside for a few minutes. He can paint the picture. Now look here, you know brother, you know sister, if they were the right kind of people, they wouldn't do this. Bride don't persecute bride. So if they were bride, they wouldn't have done that to me. If they had the Holy Ghost, they wouldn't have said that about me. So what's he got? He's got you de-Christianizing people. He's got you in your mind that so-and-so don't have the Holy Ghost because they badmouth you. They run you down to somebody here. They did this to you. They cheated you. They, whatever they did. Oh, they're not bride because they wouldn't have done that. Well, maybe you're not because you won't forgive them. Come on. You know, brother. You know, sister. If they were the right kind of people, they wouldn't do this. If they just did this right here, you know, he can make it so real until you, till it becomes a real truth. But remember, it's the devil. I don't care how low they are, how far they've stooped in sin. It's your business. Your business. What did we say earlier? You've been given a command. You've been given a command. It's your business to put an arm around them and lift them up by the love of God. Unless they called you a bad name. Unless they did this. Unless they did that. Unless they cheated you out of that car they sold you. Lift them up by the love of God. Where was you when the dove of God lifted you out of the miry clay? We forget that. We, we forget those times when we're throwing dirt on somebody else. We forget about the dirt God wiped off us. Right. It's human nature. It's, it's human nature. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're not a child of God. It's just a tactic of the devil that he puts in our lives. Once we get these things off, because he knows once this body becomes a unified body, we're gone. So long as Satan can keep division right in here, in your homes, in your churches, on your job. If he keeps division there, he knows he's holding it back a little bit longer. He thinks he is. He thinks he is. God's already got a predestinated time. There is a predestinated time where every single member of the bride will be one unified body. He can work all his tactics, all his plans that he wants. It doesn't matter. It's your business, my friend. The world is dying for a little bit of love. You know, Satan's not going to tell you every time that I'm going to, uh, okay, in the morning when you get up, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit you right in the mouth. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to rock your world. He don't tell you that. He's going to get you when you least expect it. You might go a month or two. You had a service in here, a shouting service. The Holy Ghost came. You know, we had a prayer line and just, you might be on cloud nine for three months. And the whole time he's formulating a plan. He has never forgot you for one second. And he's still formulating a plan. And it might be so subtle, so just something. Somebody wronged you or you, you, you don't you don't like the way this is done or that the way and it just touches you the wrong way just a little bit and then he begins to water it. You find out you find somebody else that's got that same problem. And you happen to go out with lunch to lunch with him that day. It's the way it happens. He, he's, he's a worthy adversary. So you're a member of God's army, so you're under attack whether you realize it or not. Every day. What is it in you that Satan wants? That seed. That's has been his objective from day one. He heard God say, I will put enmity between her seed and your seed, and her seed will bruise your head. So he's been on a mission ever since. Destroy that seed. But God has tactics of his own. So Satan, because look what he was doing. What God asked him, where you been when it came to Job? Where you been? Going up and down the earth. What was he doing? He's looking for that seed. But God hit it. God kept hiding it down through there. Amen. He brought it through the ark. Yeah. Brought it on down. Yes, and you look at, look at how that, where that seed came through. Prostitutes came through kings. Right. Yeah, right. And, the, and, and Satan's looking at that. And Maybe when it got to David, he thought, you know what? There might be a possibility. Because for some reason, God loves that guy. Yeah, right, right. That might be a Possibility. But look at the seed after that. King so-and-so did evil in the sight of the Lord. Did evil in sight of the Lord. Did evil in sight of the Lord. Satan's like, yeah, no, that can't be it. Because real seed wouldn't do that. So he watches that seed. And so one day he's sitting on the banks of the River Jordan. He's been listening to John the Baptist for months. Months. There's one coming that. I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. Yeah. There's one that's going to save the world. He's hearing this message, and Satan's like, blah, 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 blah. I've heard that for thousands of years. Yeah. Satan knew the scriptures. Yeah, he right? right? He heard Isaiah say, A virgin shall conceive. Yeah. Right? So what did he do? He got in King Herod, killed all the babies in Bethlehem, two years and under. That's a tactic. I'm going to destroy that seed. He couldn't find it. So we're sitting on the banks of the river and he hears this. John say one day, behold, the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. And he perked up. Satan kind of sat up on his elbows a little bit. said, now that's a little different sermon than what he's been preaching. That's just a little bit different. Because if he takes away the sin of the world, that's me. That's me. I'm the sin of the world. The thing that got Satan with Jesus when he first, he went down there and he saw this man being baptized in the water by John. And the thing that kept running through his mind was God tossing his creation out of Garden of Eden. There's no way a holy God would put himself back into that dirt that he cast down. Yeah. There's no way. It's impossible. Because uh-huh. yeah. Brother Branham said, Jesus had to prove to Satan. He proved to him. Satan didn't know. If he knew, he said, if thou be the Son of God. He didn't say, okay, I know you're the Son of God. He said, if thou be the Son of God, yeah. Yeah. command these stones to be made bread. Brother Branham said, Swear where he got his weakness. He was hungry. Same where he got Moses when he tempted Moses. And Moses fell with it. His weakness was his temper. That was a tactic he used on Moses. It's a tactic he uses on on us every day. He finds your weakness and that's where he gets you. It might be your temper. It might be bitterness. You might be a self-centered people. It's a person that's all about you. Satan's going to make sure you keep looking at yourself. That's the way he is. Nobody else matters but me. So what did he say? There's no way. If you are, Command these stones to be made bread. If you are, cast yourself. Because if you are, the the, the angels will will bear you up. At least you you cast your feet against a stone. And what did Jesus use? What did He use? The Word. word. What do we use? Do we do anything different? Except our own actions. If you're not using the Word... To defeat Satan in his little tactics of backbiting, gossip, bitterness. If you're not using the word, you're doing it wrong. It's wrong. I've been wrong a million hundred times. So Satan knows. He takes him up. If you're the son of God. What I like about that. Brother Branham says, let me back up a minute. Brother Branham says, Jesus went into the wilderness, fasted 40 days and nights. And when he came out, Satan tried to tempt him because he was a lawgiver like Moses. When Moses come out from his 40 days fast on the mountain where he had the two tablets of, tablets of stone, Satan tempted, he, tempted him at his weak point. That was his temper. He threw down the commandments and broke them. But when Satan met Lord Jesus, he knew that wasn't Moses. But he knew the scripture where Moses said, there'll be a prophet come greater than me. Yeah. Right. If thou be the son of God, command these stones to be turned bread and eat because you're hungry. And he realized this wasn't Moses. In perfect, perfect faith, Brother Bram said, he proved to Satan he was the Lord God. So God's next tactic after the resurrection What did God do? He said, I'm no longer going to hide that seed. I'm going to put it in full display. Attack it if you want. And right here, it's sitting right here. Look at it, Satan. It's sitting right here. I'm not going to hide it no more. Because you'll never, ever, ever defeat that seed. When God spoke in the garden, her seed, which is you and me, Whose foot? When well, Romans says, surely he'll put him, bruise this devil's head under your foot. Shortly. Shortly. Amen. Whose foot? Your foot. Amen. It's the same God. It's the same God that spoke to Satan and said, the word says this. It is written. The same God that was in, in, in Jesus when he took up from the wilderness is the same God that's in you and me when the Satan comes against you. You're telling me it is written. Amen. Thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God because it's not you. Amen. It's not you he's tempting. It's that seed. But he knows there's weakness in this flesh. Moses had weakness. Brother Branham had weakness. Paul had weakness. Peter had weakness. But he uses the same tactics. So after after the resurrection, God no longer hides that seed. You know what's not? It wasn't the uh, natural flesh DNA of Jesus, the man that defeated the devil. Because we know, we know in the scripture. God left him in the garden. It was God. He was God, man, but he was still flesh. Your DNA, your natural makeup, the body, the DNA of Gary Hare that comes in here will never defeat Satan. Never. It'll never defeat Satan. But I've got royal DNA. You've got royal DNA. You know when we, we you know when, when, that that bloodline, that was going to come through the tribe of Judah. There wasn't a single man in the tribe of Judah that Jesus had his DNA in. Not one single one. His lineage was through the tribe of Judah, but the DNA was from eternity. Amen. There's the difference. Your natural body, you can't. If the Holy Ghost left you, and God said, "Okay, I'm going to take the Holy Ghost from you," you go to work for one day. See how long you last. See how long you last, mate. You might have enough willpower. The problem with that is Satan knows your weakness. Another tactics he uses, he tries to kill your prayer life. Prayer life. Easiest thing to do, that's the hardest thing to do. He makes sure your, your day gets so filled with so many things. We're living in an age where there are so much to do. You're doing stuff that ain't even yours. From sun up to sun down. It's your prayer life. Do we realize that that is our fellowship? There is one thing, the greatest thing that God desires from us is fellowship. The greatest thing. That's that's his whole plan from the beginning. Was to spend eternity fellowshipping with you. That was his his whole plan. It's his greatest desire. He don't want nothing else. That's all God asks us. Give me fellowship. And that's the thing we take from him. The greatest thing he asks from you is the thing that we, we keep from him. Our prayer life. It's hard. Sometimes the only thing we do is give God a good night. A good night. After he helped you, carried you through the entire day. Sometimes it takes, it takes something tragedy to happen in your life during the day. You almost was in a car wreck. Your baby was sick. You had to take him to the hospital. And before you got there, he got better. Come on, bro. Had a fever for three or four days and finally the fever broke. And it takes something tragic for us to give God a prayer life. And it's not very long after that. Give it a few weeks till the devil makes sure everything levels off and then you totally to get back to your old rut. I'm guilty. I don't care. I'm honest. I'm guilty. That's communication, that's love language between us and God. That's the thing He wants the most. And Satan knows that, Brother Brandon said that was your weapon. Thirsting for life. There's the way the devil does. He will cut you off from prayer meetings. He's done cut the hamstrings right there. You'll pull around from this church to that. You'll run from here to there. But any time the devil wants to gobble you up, he's got you under his control. When he cuts your prayer life. Brother, you're gone. When he cuts that thirst off of you and perverts it into the things of the world, he's got you where he wants you. He'll let you gobble along until you get to a certain place and then crash your life out without God right there. Sure he will. That's how we get, that's how we grow. The thing that Brother Branham said, you know, somebody asked him, what can I do to get closer to God? He said, read in your Bible and pray every day. And that's the only thing that he said you could not do too much of and we don't do enough. He uses tactics on your five senses. Sometimes our five senses is the biggest block between us and faith. It's the biggest block. You went through the prayer line, your back is killing you so bad. Your diabetes is so bad. Your high blood pressure. Whatever it is that's ailing you, it's so bad. And you go through the prayer line, and it gets worse. And the devil's tactic is to make sure you feel it. You see it. You hear it. The doctor tells you. He's going to make sure that doctor words it for you very well. This is the worst case I've ever seen. And it might be, but Satan's gonna make sure that you know it. But we look at our, our senses so so much, we look at the senses of our mind. And that we know that's what God Eve. We look at the our memory, our conscience, our reasoning. These are the things in our life that Satan uses. Why do you think Brother Branham said that the, the the human mind was is where the greatest battle ever fought is that's in the human mind. You think why do you think Satan picked that? Why? Because you know he can't touch the soul. If you have the Holy Ghost not on your flesh, if you have the Holy Ghost sealed to the day of your redemption, he'll never touch it. it. don't matter what he brings against you. You might fall, but I promise you you will get up. <clears throat> so, what does he use? I'm going to skip. I might have to come back. <clears throat> We'll look at this and then I'll come back. Obstacles in our lives. Looking at the mind, how Satan works on the mind. I saw a little clip the other day where this guy is talking about the mind and the human brain. He says, The human brain cannot comprehend the negative. How many was as confused as I was? We're going to understand this very clearly before we leave. This gives you a better idea of how Satan fights your mind. Satan, uh, your brain does not comprehend the negative, which means if I tell you, do not think of elephants. What are you thinking of? So if the doctor tells you, you have cancer, but it's operable, don't think about it. Uh, Are you going to say, okay, I won't think about it? This is a tactic that Satan uses on us. I'm probably going to lose my job. You hear news that the, 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 the budget's getting low. We're going to have to cut positions and all this. I'll probably have to file bankruptcy. And you go look at your bank account and, and all this and it starts working up here and it starts spinning. And in your mind, faith is telling you, do not think of that. Don't think of the obstacles in your life. And the illustration this guy uses when he talks about, he talks about skiers going through the woods. When we lived in Idaho, we used to go skiing up there. I didn't ski in the woods, they called it tree bashing, I went in the woods one time and I hit a jump and I landed between two cars, so I never went back in the woods, so he said a skier goes through the woods and in his mind he's thinking, don't hit that tree, don't hit that tree, watch out for that tree, that's the way your mind works, you're looking at the obstacles. But what is faith? Come on. This is a tactic that Satan can't do anything about. Uh He cannot take faith from you because it's God given. So, how do we look at the faith? What is the faith? The faith is the path through the trees. You got skiers that are so confident in their ability, all they see is a path. So when Satan, the doctor says, you've got cancer, you've got diabetes, you've got high blood pressure, you've got a herniated disc, you've got this, you've got that. Faith sees healing. Faith sees, sees deliverance. Faith is your path through the trees. It doesn't matter what this brain tells you is wrong with you. It doesn't matter what Satan tells you. We've got to quit thinking the way He thinks. God's given you a heavenly mind. He wants you to use it. You can't work up. That's one thing about the human brain cannot do. It cannot conjure up faith, because it don't come from there. It don't conjure up faith. It can't make it up. It can't think hard enough to where it finally appears itself. Brother Branham even said, uh, human faith only goes so far. It goes so far. That's human faith. We hope for things. What did Brother Branham say hope was? Faith's a little sister. Hope is faith is little sister. There's things that you hope for. You hope you'll be healed. You hope your job will be there tomorrow when you get there. You hope your kid will be saved. Yeah, yeah. You hope your mom will be healed. Yeah. You hope. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. What does faith do? Come on. It walks right out there and grabs it. Amen. Little sis, I've got you. Amen. I'll take care of it for you. Right. Right. Just trust me. That's faith. Right. It don't sit around thinking it might happen, it might not. Faith don't do that. Brother West preached a message here to young people. I mean, not the last message he preached here. Brother West said, faith is action. Not faith don't take action. It is action. That's a battle tactic that God has given you. But the way it has to operate is that special eternal DNA that's in there. This natural DNA can't work it up. (laughs) Let me go back now. <clears throat> greatest, greatest, I'm going to skip one. Greatest battle ever fought. 62. It said, see his attack? Watch, listen close. His attack is what? Disbelieve God's Word. That's his attack. You can see the greatest battle was ever fought. There are only two forces. God, Satan, and God. And what is Satan's weapon against you? It's tried to get you to disbelieve your weapon. What is your weapon? Your prayer life. Your faith. If Satan has you convinced that you're going to pray and nothing's going to happen, why are you going to pray? Why pray? If he's not convinced you, it ain't going to work. That's where faith comes in. Listen, like I said earlier, we're going to get weary from fighting. We're going to get weary in the battle. There's sometimes we don't feel like praying. We're, t- we're just beat down. Just like when, when someone's loved one passes. You know, you, you say sometimes you've got to have faith for yourself. You do. You have to have faith for yourself. But sometimes people are grieving so bad they can't. That's why this is a body move. That's why we're an army. We're a unit. We work together. <clears throat> Listen, real quiet now. If he can get you to disbelieve your weapon is equivalent, if he gets you to believe your weapon is not strong enough, he has disarmed you. <clears throat> Sometimes Satan takes our, our joy, our desire. This seems like you think, why do I go on? This life is so hard. It's, your human mind's going to run that way. It's going to think that way. Yeah. It just does. You know, I was, I was talking to, I was in Pennsylvania last week. And I was talking to them. I said, you look at the, these young sisters, these young men that go to, to public schools, go to schools out here. Some of them that work a job. What kind of battle do you think they fight? get laughed at, poke fun of. You go to the skirt church, they don't cut hair, don't wear makeup. Satan's tactic on them sometimes is, is just, hey, if you just do this just a little bit. You want a boyfriend, you want a, a girl, a, a husband or whatever. One of Satan's tactics is, is to make you look at yourself and compromise just a little bit. If you do this, if you put a little color here, if you pull this up just a little bit, if you cut this off right here, And they have to battle those thoughts in their mind all the time, every day. So these sisters, to me, and I told that church, the hardest thing to me in see right now is being a young lady in the message. Hardest thing. My opinion, that's mine. Yours might be different. Boys, they might have to deal with some stuff, peer pressure, Whatever. It's it's hard too, but it ain't near the battle them young sisters have to go through. Glory will give you a great reward. For the life. Some of some of our greatest warriors right here. I was sitting back there last Wednesday. Brother Donnie was preaching. These young people standing up. Standing up. Clapping. Shouting. My little seat back there, I sit by side two twenty-one year old boys that run the sound of the video. And they pick me up worshiping. Some of us adults ought to be ashamed. These young people could be our mentors. We've got to the point in our life we come in and we sit down. Let's see what we have today. What, what's the preacher got for me today? Here you've got young people that go through more battles than we'll ever think of. That's right. Shouting. Where's your shout? Amen. Amen. Because Satan got you defeated so bad that you can't let the pastor hear you from the back row or the middle row, wherever you sit. He can't hear a head nod. That's right. (laughs) If I was to ask you tonight, why did you come to church? How many would say because it's Wednesday night? Satan has traditionalized church in the message. It's become a ritual. It's become a tradition. We come when we feel like it. We're late when we feel like it. We don't care. When Brother Branham said, come 30 minutes early, why would you come 30 minutes early? Pray and read your Bible. Start marching around walls so when the word comes out, the walls come down. That's a battle tactic. Right. If you got no more desire, Satan's got you, has zapped your desire to be here. I remember growing up in the, in the 70s, some I mean, of you, you, y'all do, 70s and early 80s, when you pulled up at church an hour before almost everybody was here. Amen? Parking lots were full before the doors were unlocked. What's taking that away? Is it not the same God? Yes, Do we not have the same desire to worship Him? Your issues with somebody else, your issues because you don't like so-and-so, you don't like the way the song leader does, and your issue is greater than your desire to worship God? Come on. Hey, hey. Come on. <laughs> yeah. If you're a son and daughter of God, you should have one desire. Every single second of my life, I want to be one step closer, one step closer, one more battle won, one more battle won. It's not about us, y'all. It's about Him. And we bring our issues in here and we sit them down with us. We sit them down. How many praise before you even come through the doors? As I told you before, Satan is standing by your car when you get in it. He's riding the church with you. He's going to make sure you're unhappy when you get here. He's going to make sure you're fussing and fighting on the way here. He's going to make sure he's going to delay you if he can. Your work is more important. How come some of the times, the only days you work late are Wednesdays? Wednesdays. i got to work late. The rest of the days of the week you don't. Right. Come on. Come on. it's a tactic of the devil That's right. y'all this, this is, you know you know me I never have an agenda up here I can only preach what he gave me yeah. Good. Good. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but Bram said now Christ the mystery revealed we've got tapes on what we believe we've got tapes on discipline in the church how we behave ourselves in the church of God how we got to come here together, sit together in heavenly places, don't stay home. He said that before streaming never came around. Yeah. The best and worst thing ever hit the message. Yeah. Yeah. The best and the worst. Yeah. For those, the shut-ins, the invalids, those that can't come, it's the best thing they can still sit here and get a live service. Right. It ain't the same, but hey, at least they're getting it. That's right. Right. Yeah. And the worst... Because it fits our lifestyle. Because the deacons won't let me eat ice cream in the sanctuary. Dale might. He likes ice cream. (laughs) Don't stay home if God is in your heart. You can't hardly wait for them doors to open out yonder to get in here and fellowship with your brothers. If you don't feel that way, it's time you got to praying. That's right. Because we're in the last days where the Bible exhorted exalted us much more as we see that day approaching to love one another with Christian love and divine love. To assemble ourselves together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and love one another. He'll put friction between you and a brother and a sister. I'm going to move quickly now. I'm, I, there's no way I'm getting through all these notes. He'll make sure You believe your own excuse. I think verse 108 on the other quote that I had there, brothers. What you got then, you got a solar system. God set the stars in order, said, Hang there till I call you. They stay there. Nothing's going to move them. God can get a man in his hands till he got senses, conscience, everything cleaned out till it stands with God behind it. In the spirit, there's not a devil in the world to poke a doubt in there. He come around and said, you don't feel any better. Your conscience is even gone. The flu was so clear to it shouts, hallelujah. The outlet blows the whistle. Glory to God, it shines out. Certainly, just as clean and clear for the Word of God to work through. The power of God. That's the main thing. That's your battleground. He's talking about the mind. Your battleground is back here at the beginning. Back here at the soul. Back in your mind, that opens. The mind is the gate to the Spirit. Your mind opens up and accepts the Spirit or rejects the Spirit. You can have little consciousness, little feelings, little sensations, all these things. That's nothing to do with it. That's just little sensation in things. When it comes to reality, your mind opens up. Your mind either accepts it or rejects it. And he says, Lord God, don't let none of them miss it. Let's stand together. We're at the end. There is going to be a bride. That will not fall to any of the devil's tactics. When God, when he comes, he's coming for a bride that is spotless, without blemish. No issues, no isms, no... You know, I've said it here before, you might make a mistake a millisecond before the rapture takes place. You might make a mistake. But in the end, you will walk through spotless, clean, without blemish, because you defeated the devil. That royal DNA, the real you, Amen. defeated Satan in all his tactics. Right. You're going to leave here in a little bit. You might walk out and have a battle in the parking lot. Somebody might almost run you over and then laugh about it as they drive off. I hope not. Yeah. But it could happen. Right. Right. So... Don't be discouraged. Yeah. You know, is that what I was saying earlier? Brother Branham, look, look what Satan, the tactics Satan used on him. We do know when Brother Branham was young, yeah. Satan told, uh, God told him, said, don't ever smoke, don't ever drink, yeah. don't, don't defy your body in any way, and I'll be with you, I'll never leave you. That was a promise God gave him, right? Yeah. But when his baby light dying... Old, uh, look at what Satan did. He said, You just buried your brother. You just buried your dad. You just put your wife as in a fresh grave. Your baby's laying dying. Why? He got him at his weak point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your baby's laying dying. If he was really the healer, how come he's not healing her? If he did everything, if he was everything to you as he said he was, where's he at now? Brother Bram said, there was like a a black sheet came down and just shut him off. Almighty loving God. It almost seemed like God left him, Brother Harry, on the battlefield by himself. You're on your own. And he said, just when I was getting ready to say, if that's the way it's going to be and I won't serve you. He said, I was getting ready to say that. And then something down here. some down here. The tactic of the devil couldn't touch that. Amen. He couldn't touch it. Amen. He said he laid his hands on little Sharon Rose and said, God's going to take you now. I'll see you in the morning. I'll see you in the morning. What was his reward? God took him to the other side. That was his reward. I'm going to let you see her again. You said you'd see her in the morning. So he goes over the other side. He sees all these people, millions. We realize this was in 1933, I think, when his baby died. Or whenever it was. He saw millions. He hadn't saved a million people yet. He hadn't led a million people to Christ yet. He said there was Millions. He said, "I preached what Paul preached." They said, "We're resting on that." So that brings us to Paul. What was Satan tact- Satan's tactics on Paul? How many? You think every day Satan reminded him of all them Christians, brothers and sisters he killed? Every day. Every day. It's his tactic. You're preaching to these people that you killed you think they accept you? you think they love you? Yeah. Over and over. But there was something in Paul that sealed him down inside. Yeah. Something that sealed him. When it came to the chopping block, he ran to the chopping block. I read something the other day and I asked my wife, I said, who do you think met Paul at the river? I got my own opinion. I think it was Stephen. I read a little thing that said, Paul entered into heaven at the cheers of those he martyred. Wow. Wow. Who will meet you at the river? Will it be somebody that you badmouthed mouthed all the time and they forgave you and you didn't know it? Wow. And God sent them down there to show true love. Yeah. True love. Listen, we're in a fight. We're going to go in a minute, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to wake up in the morning, we're going to fight some more. We're going to go through the day, we're going to fight. We're going to go to bed, we're going to fight. We're going to get up the next day. If you don't know where this is going, we're going to be fighting every day when we get out of here. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Tonight, if something I said spoke to your heart, you say, Brother Joe, I, I got things in my life I'd like to get rid of. I keep falling to my weak spots that Satan attacks all the time. Listen, don't let Satan beat you and thank you you don't have the Holy Ghost because you keep falling to this same repetitive, besetting sin that you keep falling after time after time after time. That's his tactic. See, if you had the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't have done that. Don't ever believe that lie. Don't ever believe that lie. Never. The prophet of God did exactly what God told him not to do in Durban, South Africa. God said, Do not go. And he went anyway. Did he have the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. So when you fall, you fail. When you fall, that don't jar your Holy Ghost loose. You hold that thought, that need that you have before the Lord as we go in prayer. You say, Lord, give me strength for this battle. I'm going to win it one way or the other. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, your grace, Lord. We thank you for strength in the hard times, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the times, Lord, that you pour blessings on us. We thank you for the times, Lord, when it's joyful, when we're praising, we're shouting. But, Lord, the battle is always going to be there. And there's times it's going to get heavy. Lord, and there's times that Satan's going to make us think, Father, we're not winning. We're not getting through. We're failing. We're making mistakes. We're losing the battle. Lord, help us to use the same tactic you did. It is written. Lord, there's nothing that can take. This Holy Ghost, this predestinated seed, there's nothing that Satan will ever do to beat it. And by faith, Lord, help us to grab hold of that and keep fighting. Touch each need here, each desire, Lord. Lord, thank you for helping, Lord, to be attentive tonight, Lord. I pray that you would bless every need, Lord. Lord, I pray for Brother Darrell. Lord, is he sick? Lord, I didn't mean to forget him in prayer, Father. I pray that you would heal him, give him a full recovery, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful for him, Lord. Bless Brother Donnie and the, the meetings there. And Ruth, Father, those that went, keep your hand up on them. We love you. And we thank you for it. Jesus' name. Amen. You. Brother Harry, sing us something. Anything you want. Just get me out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my desire to... some my Give myself away. I
0: Just how much he loves us by the word of the Lord that he lets us hear. How many of you needed this tonight? I did. I I raised both of my hands. I needed this tonight. It was the word of the Lord. Brother Joe, we want you to know we appreciate it too from the bottom of our heart. We do. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to let you go. I want you to remember the service, Lord willing, here on Sunday morning. Just look into what God would have for us. Shake hands with somebody before you leave. Let's sing that little old song. Brother Jewel Thorny, Brother Joel Brown sings it. Won't it be a time when
1: we get over there. Let's sing about it tonight. Yes, won't it be a time.